Welcome back to the Fox Rugby Podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the last few weeks. We've had some terrific guests and we've got some more this week as well. Firstly, it's an introduction to one of the greatest Wallabies ever to pull on the jersey, George Gregan. Greggs, how are you today? Hey, Swaney. Thanks for having me on, mate. Very well. Always good to have you on. And it's also good to have another one of the greatest Wallabies to ever pull on the jersey from the Brumbies joining us this week, James Slipper. Slips, how are you? Oh, that's a bit of a stretch there, Swaney, but mate, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. It's not really a stretch, mate. 96 test matches. So we are a, uh, about 91 uh, Fox Rugby podcasts in, and you've got the Fox Rugby podcast covered, mate, in Wallabies jerseys. Congratulations. That must be great. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, mate, how's the old body holding up? It's a pretty pretty short sprint at the moment in terms of Super Rugby AU. Uh, how are you feeling after the last few weeks? Yeah, you're right, mate. It's been it's been an interesting year. I think the body's been holding up well. Um, you know, I worked really hard in the preseason to make sure I was right right to go for the Super season. Obviously, before COVID. Um, but yeah, we, we managed to still train through the COVID period and the lockdown. So it kind of kept us as a Brumby group in good nick. Um, and, you know, we've got some good results post-COVID. But, um, mate, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I've got a few niggles. But, you know, any season, that's that's pretty common. So it's just about how you manage that and making sure you turn up on the weekends and, and just put in the performance that you need to do. You mate, you're spot on in terms of like there's always niggles once the season gets up and running, but particularly like post-COVID, you, you talk about Super Rugby AU. It's you have you know, there's like a four-week block, then there's a bit of a then everyone has their buy sort of around that that time. You guys have just come off the buy, and then you have got to finish with another sort of four to five-week block. Just explain that, like, because uh, a lot of people know what Super Rugby was like in the past. It's a bit. It's, Compared to what you play in the northern hemisphere, it's it's a shorter it's a shorter competition. But this well and truly is a it's, it's a really physical and intense competition over a short period of time, isn't it? Well, you're dead right. You know, it's it's essentially a sprint, um, and and wins mean so much in in a shortened season. Um, we were quite lucky because we we ended up winning all our games in the first round, and we actually had our bye round two. So. We started yeah. against the Rebels, we had our bye and then we had a block three games to round out that first round and um, obviously we had the Rebels two weeks ago and we ended up losing that. So um, we're, we're tracking well, but mate, you're dead right, it's a sprint and those wins are so important in such a shortened period of uh, competition time. So, um, so far we've started well, um, we've probably gone through a bit of a lull in our own performance lately. Um, but yeah, we've coming off the buy now, and we're we're trying to rectify that and play some really good Brumbies rugby. You talk about the, how the Brumbies have had to do a lot of travel. I mean, every team's had to travel a fair bit and doing it all in one day. But the Brumbies, it's particularly tough because you're on buses and and uh, and flights and all that sort of stuff. Talk us through what it's like having to do all that in one day because I know that in previous years you guys have been able to travel, uh, have, a, have a night at your destination, have a night after and then travel the next day. You're compressing three days worth of work into one at the moment. Yeah, it's been tough. And as I said earlier, off air, um, you know, with the old body and the older you get, the harder it gets on game day to, to make sure you're ready to go. The hips tighten up on the bus trip. <laughs> That's true. Um, Not hip flexes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of rolling out, Dawn. Um, 
But I think, uh, you know, a normal day for us on game day, if we're playing in Sydney, we'd be leaving Canberra around 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, we obviously got the three-hour bus ride to either Sydney um, or we head out west of Sydney into Leichhardt. So, um, you know, you got that three-hour bus ride. We'll stop halfway, have a, have a, have a stretch and a coffee, and then um, we'll cruise into the stadium. And then there it's probably another three hours of waiting around at yeah. the stadium. You have your food. You try and do the best you can to make sure your body's right to go. But the important thing is probably not trying to play the game too early. And um, as players, it's hard because you're thinking about just getting there and getting the, the job done as soon as you get to the stadium. But it's been different this year. Uh, well, post-COVID, when you get to the stadium, you've still got a good three, four-hour block where you kind of just need to cool the jets and um, just relax and enjoy your company with the boys and, and then make sure you turn up for that... Um, you know, that, that first whistle uh, and yeah. putting the performance, you know, we're all about trying to win the game. So that's that's the priority. Yeah. And, mate, it's, it's interesting you say that. Because of because of those those time travel commitments, you need to get to the ground a lot earlier. In the past, it used to be like maybe 90 minutes, yeah. maybe even sometimes you're thinking 90 minutes while we're there so early, let alone exactly. being there yeah. three hours. Mate, I, I asked a question to Matty Tamu a couple of weeks ago on the captain's course. So what... What is it that you do? Because, mate, the Brumbies is no different to any rugby team in the world. There's all different personalities, isn't there? There's some people who, yeah, exactly. who are quite energetic. Some just want to relax. Some might get asleep. Whatever it is, talk us through what, what, what it's like in terms of the, 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 the Brumby crowd when it comes to being three hours early before kickoff. Well, you you got to find the balance. Like, uh, as you, you, know, you mentioned, a lot of players have different kind of preparations going into a game. Um, you know, personally, for me, I'm very relaxed. I, you know, I'm a bit of a joker going into the game. I, I don't play the game too early and I've got a really relaxed kind of platform into the game where, you know, other players are in the zone really early um, and that, that works for them. It clearly doesn't work for me because I, I find that I think too much about the game and, um, you know, kind of put myself off a bit. But I think that balance between trying not to get in the way of other players and, and finding out which players you can kind of talk to and mingle and hang out with and... Um, it, you know, the, the thing that the Brumbies talk about, we, we always talk about just adapting to whatever situation happens and, you know, nothing's going to be perfect, especially this 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 year. Like, so much of stuff has happened. It's it's about the team that can adapt the best and and have no um no excuses for not performing, you know. So we have a big, uh, we've put a big importance on making sure that we're right come the whistle. The round before the bye for you guys, you, you lost to the, the Rebels, as you said. Uh, what have you worked on over the last fortnight? Because, um, you know, that, that was... I guess you'd, you'd gone a, a, fair, a fair chunk of, of games um, through and, then, and you probably just hit a flat spot there. What, what was sort of spoken about directly after the game and then what, what have you worked on since? Um, look, it's, it's a good question. Like, as you said, we, we've done actually quite well um, through the whole year, like even before COVID, we'll, we'll, we've strung quite a few wins together. Um, and like, I wouldn't say it's complacency, but I think uh, I think we just didn't play the game that we have been trained to play. We kind of went away from our Brumbies blueprint, um, you know, went away from our shapes in our, our, our kind of um, way of playing the game. And I think the thing that hurt us against the Rebels, we probably didn't play the best wet weather rugby that night and really hurt us. And I thought the Rebels really out physical, uh, you know, they really beat us up pretty much in that physical battle. So I think 
as a Brumbies team, we took a lot away from that. Um, there's obviously areas in the game that we had to improve and we've worked pretty hard on that the last two weeks. Um, you know, when we play well, we're physical. Um, we execute under pressure and that's what we like to do. So that's it. That's, that's probably our biggest learn. We've gone back to the drawing board, not so much to create something new, but probably just to get better at what we're good at. Yeah, that's a good point too. I also mentioned it uh, to having had a chat to Matt beforehand. He was saying how you guys are renowned fast starters and are really focusing on that going into that game. But then that same weekend, the Waratahs come out and blow the Reds off the park. Yeah. And so it just shows, like I think at any time in Super Rugby, particularly here, Super Rugby AU, if you're just a little bit off, teams are going to turn up and play. And it's so different, the force. The force are on the verge of getting their first victory too. And if, you, if, you, if you're just a little bit off, teams just hurt you in Super Rugby AU. And, and that's what I've, I've really enjoyed. And so, you know, that probably leads into a bit of this weekend's game. Mate, there's, always, there's always an edge to these inter- interstate games, uh, particularly Brumbies and, and, and obviously the Waratahs at home. What, what do you think is going to be – I'm not going to give the blueprint away. You, shouldn't, you, you should shoot me if you did. But mate, what, do you, what do you think of the keys, mate? What do you think of the keys? Uh, just to, as you said, finding that Brumbies rugby. There's a physical side of it. What else do you think is really key to, to starting games well? Well, I think the start, uh, the start of the game, making sure that you know we go out there and play the rugby we want to do from the get go. Um, I think that's that's the way the Brumbies like to do it. And I think on top of that, with the physicality, set piece dominance, you know, it all kind of rolls into that, you know, that really slick um, engine that just keeps rolling through. Um, the Brum- we, like, we want to play with skill. We want to play with physicality. And we want to score tries. And at the, day, at the end of the day, we just want to win the game. It doesn't matter how we do that. We want to win the game. And that's what we talk about a lot. Um, but, mate, talking about the Tars, I've been really impressed with them. I thought the way they've come back after COVID, the COVID break, I think they've been playing some really good rugby. And we, we saw that against the Reds, what was yeah. it, last week. Um, yeah, that first half they played was exceptional. So um, we've, we've been them the last couple of times. We were probably lucky to beat them in, in New South Wales, uh, what was that, a month ago now? So yeah. um, it's going to be a tight game. Um, and, yeah, we've got to be ready for it because it's, it's coming. Slips, the end was the big part of the game last week. You spoke about starting the game well, but for the last game against the Waratahs, it was the end with Isaac Fine scoring that try that was the, the real um, the match winner. So 80-minute performance is probably a big one for the Brumbies as well. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of confidence in our bench. Um, you know, and a lot of teams, especially successful teams, have, have strong benches. Uh, really depth, depth uh, squads. So mate, we got a lot of confidence on blokes coming on, laying the game and, and, and getting the job done. And I think Finesy that night really saved us. Um, he's a quality player. Mate, he's done that to me all year at training. So <laughs> I'd be up there no if you do against the Tars, mate. <laughs> Actually, just on that, James, um, you've played now for two Tar-hating franchises in the Reds and the Brumbies. Both hate the Tars equally. Who hates them more, would you say? Oh, mate, being a Queenslander, you kind of, you, you, you're brought up hating New South Wales no matter what <laughs> That's sport. True. Yeah, That's so, it, my old man, we were, like, we had a big league, my old man had a league background and that's all we watched was the state of origin and, yeah. and mate, it started at such a young age. But one thing I'll say, coming down to the Brahms, mate, Tar week is a different week compared to other ones and, and Greg's would agree yeah. with me. It's a, it's a big game for, for the Brumbies and, and the community down here just love it. 
So yeah, I'm happy we're playing the Tars at home this week. Yeah, you talk about that community, the Canberra community. Yeah, they're fantastic getting behind their sporting teams. You know, the old green machine, Ricky Stewart, spitting there on the sideline. The <laughs> yeah, with the milkies. But um, they, they get behind their teams. And, yeah, this, this means a lot to the Canberra community playing against Waratahs. And uh, what sort of – I know we're limited by COVID, but you're expecting a bit of a turnout. And, and on that, you, I heard you don't like the cold. I heard Mr Slips doesn't like the cold. <laughs> I've actually got the heater <laughs> on right now, mate, so I'm feeling yeah, mate, the, 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 the fans down here absolutely love it. And, look, we can't really control how many people come into the gra- come into the stadium, but you can always hear them. No matter how many numbers are there, you can hear them. They always get behind the Brumbies. So we absolutely, as a team and as players, we love playing at, you know, Canberra Stadium, GIO. So um, we, we kind of, we've built a lot of momentum of playing at home. Um, and it's a hard place to come down and play. You know, I've done it. Yeah. I did it for 10 years at the Reds coming down to, to play against the Brumbies. And, you know, it wasn't my favourite place to come, especially in winter. Um, yeah. You know, I found it pretty tough getting up for it. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess the, the fans make a big difference for us and we love playing for them. I know that, uh, James, that you have uh, spent a bit of time in Lake Burley Griffin having a bit of a swim. What's better, Burley Heads or Burley Griffin? Oh, mate, it's pretty... Um... <laughs> that's a no-brainer, isn't it? No I don't know how to answer that. Uh, it's hard to go past Burley Heads, mate. <laughs> really is. Paradise, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, also, you, you're talking about the, the um, confidence in your bench and the depth that you guys have in your squad. I, I wanted you to talk us through the Brumbies pack and, and more specifically the front row because it's an all-wallaby front row and then you've got yourself who has played 96 test matches, as we said. Um, what's the dynamic like at training during the week? Is it, is it full-on competitive and are you guys all fighting for that one spot or is it a bit more of a, a, a settled mindset and a bit more of a rotational mindset? Talk, talk us through the intricacies of that relationship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's been a positive for us, especially for me being a bit older, um, just, I guess, sharing that workload. Um, you know, as you said, we've got, we've got Alan Alatoa, who's one of the best props in the country. We've got Scotty Co, who's been around for a long time. Um, and we've got some good young props coming through. Um, so we do, we do share the workload, but it's always competitive, mate. Like every time we pack down scrums or we're doing contact or anything, it's full throttle, especially when you're up against those big, you know, Islander boys, mate, you gotta, you gotta go pretty hard to keep up. Otherwise they'll run all over you. So mate, it's, um, it's a bit of both. I'd say, um, but definitely, the be- the more we compete, the better we get. So that's kind of how we w- we work down here. We want to we we actually do train pretty hard, um, but at the end of the day, that's trying to make us better, isn't it? So um, that's the key for us. Yeah, you're spot on, and not much changes in terms of Laurie Fish. He's a great coach and one of those blokes who really nails those fundamentals and wants you to compete, particularly in those contact areas. And again, I think. You know, it's it's sometimes it's just easy to bandy around. Public often jump on it, but the strength, one of the strengths of the Brumbies, is their set piece, and particularly that driving mall. You don't get good at a driving mall, and I remember some people who used to play at Leicester. Rod Cave has won, and this is game a million years ago. And Pat Howard, those Leicester boys, Martin Johnson, Neil Back. He says those Tuesdays or Wednesdays when they got into that scrimmage was as fierce as a game. It'd be no different down at the Brumbies, wouldn't it? You don't get good at mauling unless you are competing hard. 
we're, mate, we train malls. Like that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's why we believe we're good at it because we put, we invest time into it. Um, we review it, we train it, and then we want to go out there and, and, and perform on Saturdays doing it. We actually find that, you know, the harder the, the, the training session is, and sometimes the reserve team actually gets up over the Brumbies team um, for that week. And that's what we kind of want. We want that competitive um, standard. Um, we're, we're trying to make training harder than what it is in the game. Yeah. Um, and that's, that gives us confidence, even though we got touched up by the, the reserve yeah, team, yeah. gives us confidence going into the game that we, we know what, what we're doing. Um, but yeah, Tuesdays, mate, like we, we go full set piece for an hour. We got malls, line outs and scrums all in that hour. And then we go straight into another hour of rugby as well. So um, the thing about the Brumbies and the set piece, we, we invest time into training it and reviewing it and yeah. it pays dividends, mate. Of course it does. Yeah. But last week we spoke to Jake Gordon. He got really technical about things that he's working on in his game. And I just want to get a bit technical for a moment with you, Slips, around... <laughs> Techno Swaney. I oh, know. Uh, you know what? We actually got, actually got a good reaction online and, and people actually started tweeting me back saying they enjoyed that. And so you've got to keep the people happy, mate. You've got to keep the people oh, yeah, happy. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but what I want to talk to you about is the anatomy of them all. And, and I don't want you to give away any trade secrets or whatever, but just for, just for a, um, a listener, maybe a young listener who is, you know, trying to get good at that skill and, and trying to help their team get good at that skill. Talk us through how you, you know, the anatomy of it. So, you know, you, you pulled the line out down, um, you know, what happens next basically? I think the, you know, without giving away our top secrets, yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of it comes down to a mindset. You know, you, you're willing to put your head in a dark spot and you're willing to get forward. Um, you know, the Brumbies, we work so hard on it and review it. We kind of know where everyone's job is in the mall. Um, and I guess it, it comes down to once everyone's doing their job, it's a mindset of getting forward. Um, at the end of the day, mate, you gotta you gotta get that momentum moving forward, and it's up to the opposition to stop it. If they stop it, then good on them. We'll we'll attack somewhere else. But um, you know, it's it's hard to go through every single player in the mall yeah. and what he's trying to do. It's you know, Flau Fainga, for example, his job's to score the try at the back end of it. Is he insufferable at training because of that? Mate, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't scored a try yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, they, seven, eight blokes in front count, of him. Mate. They do not count to any tally or anything. <laughs> Is he insufferable at training? No, he's actually all, he's, he's pretty good. Um, mate, we, if he doesn't score the try, that's when we'll turn around and give it to him. Um, <laughs> there's been a couple of times where both our hookers will, you know, put the ball down on the wrong line or something at training and all the boys <laughs> have just, you know, put their head in the dark hole and they've wondered why we didn't score the try. So... Mate, we're, at the end of the day, if we score a try, we're happy. Um, yeah. And for us, we don't look at Folau scoring the try. I know he loves it, but it's <laughs> yeah. more of a team thing. It's all about us winning the game, mate. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I've got, whilst we're on Techno Swaney, I've got a question. You, we've spoken specifically about set piece, the driving more. But as you say, if, you, if that gets shut down, you've got to attack somewhere else. And one thing I've been really pleased and, and really enjoyed watching with the Brumbies' evolution over the last couple of seasons is that ability to play right across the field and in different mm. parts of the field, 1 to 15. And um, I guess I'm tying this in, you know, we spoke about the front row, the tight five, 1 to 8. The modern-day player has to have the ability, obviously good footwork into contact, etc. 
win that contest, but also have the ability to pass short and long um, when the time is right. That's one thing I've really seen come up uh, in, in, in leaps and bounds, so to speak, within the Brumbies over the years. If you're, a young, if you're giving advice to a young, a young up-and-coming forward, explain the benefits of being able to distribute short and long. And obviously the, the number one is carry. But how important is those passing skills? Well, I think it, you know, well, for the Brumbies, we, we train a lot about, we talk about using our skill. Um, and I think the biggest issue for players, I guess, the last kind of 10 years, would use skill at training, but it wouldn't transfer into a game. Um, we'd, you know, dip our head and just carry. But at, at the Brumbies, we found, you know, when we push our skill in the game, it just creates so many opportunities for all the players around you. Um, you know, for a young player, I think using the ball and being able to use the ball just creates opportunities across the whole field. And, you know, we got classy backs that we want to put them into larger scenes, you know, like with more space. So ideally, that's what we want to do. We want to manipulate the defence and then obviously don't get teed off on. If you're just going to carry it, it's pretty easy to defend. Um, yeah. For us, we want to use our skill and back our skill. And those opportunities, and then to come in, Swain, I know you've got a question. Those opportunities, as you were saying, the opportunity might necessarily be running through a hole or setting up a try. It might actually create a one-on-one, which mm. I think is, which is a great opportunity in, in this game of rugby where it's so difficult because teams are so good defensive. If you create a one-on-one, that's pretty impressive. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's rugby, isn't it? One-on-one, you want to... You want to create space for other players around you. Um, and for me, my role up front is to run really hard lines. Um, and if I do carry, run hard, you know, try and bend the line. Um, and, you know, you obviously want to get quick ball off the back of that. And then, you know, we got classy backs. We want to get – you don't want the ball in my hand too much. You want the ball in, you know, our wingers, Tom Wright. You throw, on a, good, wing. you throw a good seed, mate. I like your technique. You've got a nice little triangle. You pass yeah, short, good. pass long my with a running fit. Oh, it's good, mate. Don't worry. You, you, you <laughs> mate, get I, big I, pass mate, marks. <laughs> hey, just while you're on that um, slips around, um, you know, your own personal technique and that sort of stuff, uh, you know, you, you're probably at the, the, you're closer to the end than you are to the beginning, put it that way. What are your ambitions going forward? Um, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question, Swaney. Um, mate, I, I want to win something. You know, I'm, I've played the game. I've won a Super Rugby title at the Reds nearly 10 years ago. Um, I just want to, I want to be in a successful team. Yeah. Um, and I think the way we're going this year, it's, you know, it's been positive and that's, that's good. But at the end of the day, it won't count unless we win it. Um, so I think that's something that we've touched on and something I drive like at the end of the day, I'm, I'll, you want to be holding a trophy at the end of the year, don't you? No matter what competition you're playing. Um, you know, that's super rugby. And then obviously, mate, I'll always represent Australia whenever I'm called upon. Like, whatever whatever role I'm in, if I'm playing or not, I just want to be involved, mate, and just do my part. Because at the end of the day, I still haven't won a Bledisloe. And that's still one of the main things that drive me. I really desperately want to win that Bledisloe. Um, so that's probably the biggest ambition I've got. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's, there's four, it looks like there might be four test matches against the All Blacks this year, and that could be an opportunity for it, couldn't it? Well, the more the better, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good attitude. Like that, that, that winning mindset, you talk about that, 
that's the attitude you've got to have, isn't it? And I think as you get closer, like as you become more of a the senior player, you become the veteran player, whatever they want to call it. But you 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 love playing the game. You've had all the experiences. You've got you've got the you got the wounds. You've got the good memories. But you, you just like the idea of accomplishing something of significance, mm. and uh, and that's a hunger which which feeds down. Because you, you know, oh, there's not always next year. There's next year. Yeah. You say, no, now's the time. Let's make it this year. It's a great attitude to have slips. Well, I walk into the Brumbies, you know, facility and I see, you know, photos of Greg's up on the wall with his team that won it, you know, um, a couple of times. And personally, I want to be up on that wall with my team, yeah. our team, because we're never going to yeah. play in the same team again. But you got to kind of live in the present because at the end of the day, you don't want to just go out there and compete. You want to go out there and win. And that's something I've kind of really want to drive because it's such a good feeling when you win something, you know, and I still hold on to memories of winning the super rugby back in 2011. It's one of the best feelings I've ever had. And yeah, it's, it's obviously this year is a bit different, but it's, that's something that really drives me is, is winning a trophy. You talk about all the, the youngsters coming through and it's been spoken about a lot, Slips, about all the, the young talent coming through. How excited are you when you see some of the guys, particularly in the Brumbies setup that you're playing with and, and what they could add in the future? Mate, it's awesome. Um, just seeing, I, love seeing, I, I love seeing all the teams play well and that's probably been the, the most positive thing out of the COVID break and our new you know, Super AU competition, that all the teams have been very competitive. Um, and, you know, we saw the Tars beat the Reds, um, the Rebels beat us, um, and the Force have been awesome as well. I, I yeah. think they're due a win Same. pretty soon as well. And through that, you can see all this young, emerging talent. And as an older bloke, I'm really um, excited by that because it's, one, it keeps me youthful, and, yep. and two, it, it kind of gives me confidence of going forward, you know, of where Australian rugby can, can go. Um, especially, you know, we obviously got the new coaches now with the Wallaby set up and I'm predicting it's going to be a kind of a new new era in Australian rugby with that Wallaby team, quite a new set of faces. And yeah, mate, for me, it's exciting. Um, I want to see them just rip in and, and don't hold back, just actually go out there and play their game. And that's something I've seen from not just the Brumbies, young players, but, you know, you look awesome. at the Tars, I've been um, really... I guess proud of the how the Reds have been going this year as well with all their young fellas and and the Force have done well as well. And, you know, and we've touched on the Rebels. Um, so I think overall there's a lot of talent in this country. It's just about harnessing that and just letting them go, just play their game and and just play to win. Absolutely, mate. Well, long may it continue. Um, it's been great. Just quickly, do you, do you uh, like the idea of a, just an all-Australian comp? Or I mean, you know, we'd obviously yeah. love to play against the Kiwis all the time, but this competition has – every game's meant something and it's been good to watch from a fan's perspective. What, what about as a player? Yeah, it's all, it, look, it's always – it's always great playing other Australian teams. The, the Derby game is always hard and competitive and physical. Um, I personally would still love to play the Kiwis. Um, yeah. The Trans-Tasman competition, you know, sits well with me. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, mate, like, if we just have rugby going and it's a good competition, I'm, I'm happy because from what I've seen, I think this is kind of what Australian rugby needed was a bit of a reset. And I think we've seen some good rugby come out of it. Um, we've, we've seen some emerging talent. And as I said earlier, mate, I'm really excited where it's going. 
And, you know, I, I guess you can't really predict what's going to happen next year or the year after with, you know, what's going on. But I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's a competition there with the Trans-Tasman and, you know, Sansa. I'm not too sure what's, I'm not really involved in it. So yeah. it's hard to predict what's going to happen. I don't even know if the borders are going to be open this year. Who knows? Um, yeah. So it's really hard to see what's happening. But I guess living in the present, we've just got to just make sure what, what we're doing now is really good. And I, I yeah. think so far, so good. Yeah, and I agree with you, mate. In a sense, it would be great to get the Trans-Tasman. But what this has proven... Like you, you want to compete against the Kiwis. History has shown that when we're competing well and there's strong competition between those countries, everyone's a winner. But if who knows what the world looks like, what mm. this has proven this COVID period and this competition is that, yeah, what, everything from nurturing new talent, it gives exposure to coaches on an intense sprinting. Like it's, it's tough. You've got to turn yeah. up and you've got to be on point. You've got to be ready. Otherwise, you're going to get touched up. That's the nature of it. So that, that heightens everything. And I think that improves and, and I think it's been a real, as you said, much needed sort of like reset, uh, which was forced upon us. I think it's been, I think we're going to see the fruits of this in coming years. What's and been you've good seen it already. how competitive the competition is. Um, you know, we said it earlier, like everyone's lost the game. Everyone's, you know, caused upsets. It's whoever deals with the pressure on the day will win. Um, and that's what's really good. Like the Reds, you know, all the teams. I, I've been impressed with yeah. the Reds, the Rebels, the, you know, the Tars. The, the Tars came out and, and smashed the Reds. And then the Reds came out and smashed the Rebels. Rebels. Um, and the Rebels smashed us. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the competition's there to be won. Um, and and I, I, I definitely wouldn't take the force easy. No. Because I reckon they're due a win. They are due a win. They've had so many great starts, haven't they, with them ending up 14 points in every, every team. And then and they still compete. Going into the 80th minute next week, mate. I'm happy. That's it. No, they can they can they can chalk up the win against someone else. They can get the issue somewhere else. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, they got the Reds this Friday night, and then it's Tar Week. It's Tars Brumbies on Saturday night in Canberra. So we're really looking forward to watching that uh, slips. Thanks so much for joining us, and good luck this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Slips. Good on you, mate. Play well. Stay warm too, Slips. I am, mate. The layers on. Yeah, it's beautiful, mate. (laughs) Nice and tasty. Cheers, mate. That's been the Fox Rugby Podcast, guys. Uh, Leave your comments, join us on Twitter and all that. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.